it is also fun to see how many relatives and family friends and stuff, they're grown adults and they love Sesame Street and it sparks so much joy. And you could see how far that brand and the characters really do reach. What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews cum laude graduate Christina Vitas. She majored in advertising and integrated communications. They talk about Christina being named Sorority Woman of the Year on campus, why she switched from journalism to advertising, and also what it was like to intern for Sesame Street. Spoiler alert, she didn't get to meet the real Elmo, but she'll tell you about that. I'm David DeRoche. I produce the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. And Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Roush, and with us today is Christina Vitas. Christina, thank you for joining us. So happy to be here. Christina is a recent graduate of the school. She graduated in advertising and integrated communications, correct? Yep. But more importantly, Christina is a big deal on the Quinnipiac campus because she was named Sorority Woman of the Year this past year. How does somebody win that award? Wow. I don't know. Big deal is exactly (laughs) how I would put myself, but thank you. Yeah, that was a Honestly, a goal of mine to, you know, kind of be considered for it. So to win it was a really big honor for me. And um, basically, I've been involved with the fraternity and sorority community since I came to Quinnipiac when I joined my sorority Chi Omega the fall semester of my freshman year. And, you know, I got involved pretty early on and just took like whatever kind of assistant position I could have and then eventually became new member educator I was on Panhellenic Council, so the executive board that oversees all the sororities on campus. Um, I was their vice president of communications, so I got to run their social media, so it really connected well with my major. And then I eventually became president of my chapter, Chi Omega, and then during that time, we won chapter of the year, and so it was a lot of fun. And I think I definitely took a lot out of being in a sorority. I think I took more of like the leadership opportunities and meeting different people. You know, I took Greek life and ran with it for sure. Chapter of the year for Quinnipiac? Yes. Yeah. That was um, for 2018-2019 year. Okay. Impressive. Thanks. It was a lot of fun too. A lot of stress and a lot of time, but all worth it. I think I would see you, you all meeting in CC 101 on Sunday nights, right? Oh, yes. Every hour, there's a different chapter going in and out of those rooms, for sure. So take me back a little bit and tell me the story about how you got to Quinnipiac and what attracted you to Quinnipiac. Yeah, so actually, I love my story of how I found Quinnipiac. So my brother is five years older than me, and he also does communications and does broadcast journalism. And so he was looking at schools, and I was kind of young enough where I was dragged to all the college visits and um, not old enough to stay home. So I specifically remember the trip to Quinnipiac to visit the campus because it was pouring rain and my mother was the only crazy enough person to follow through with our appointment for taking a tour. So it was just us and we went on the tour of the campus and I thought it was the coolest place ever. And I've been to a lot of college visits at this point too. And I just um, really liked the campus, even if it was, you know, 
dark and dreary. And I remember specifically having a meal at the Bobcat Den. And I just thought it was so cool to see students and like a student athlete getting food right next to us in her full on outfit. And I just really liked the school. And so it was always in the back of my mind of um, when looking at schools to apply to. And so, you know, it only got better from when I was so young uh, looking at Quinnipiac. And I remember going to Admitted Students Day, and that was the day where it really sealed the deal for me and my parents, because my dad only went on two visits. He went on the Quinnipiac Admitted Students Day, and then another like state school of New Jersey. And so basically, he got to see both. And he was like, Christina, there's no way you can pick the other. You have to go to Quinnipiac. And I was like, that is exactly what I wanted to hear, because we just saw how, you know, invested the professors were and how I could have both, you know, meet new people every single day, but also feel like it is my campus to conquer and like get to know people and get involved right away. So at this time, did you know because of your brother that you wanted to do something in communications? I definitely knew I wanted to do something in communications. When I came into school, I was technically undeclared, but leaning towards television and film because my dream was to be a TV producer, basically. And then I even switched it to journalism in the end, my major. And then I joined Q30 and I became an associate producer. And although I loved it and stuck with Q30 all four years of my college experience, I realized that that was not what I wanted to do. I do love storytelling and I like the fast paced, you know, um, rhythm of breaking news and putting out content but I just realized that was not for me. And so I went to a different type of storytelling, the advertising and that kind of marketing field of it all. So I knew it was communications. I just had to find out what kind of communication I want to be doing. And so what was it about advertising and integrated communications that drew you? I definitely liked um, how intertwined it all was of not just storytelling, but like the strategic side of communication and I love that I could like look at all of the, every single like core curriculum class and elective sounded attractive to me. And I just like the idea of went from that 102 STC class of like how your strategic storytelling, you're making people kind of feel something for an inanimate object, something that you're trying to sell. And I just think that's so powerful and so entertaining. And advertising does incorporate all types of media. So whether it's television, radio, podcasting, visual art, everything. So I thought it was just all in one, basically. And do you have a specific type of advertising that you're interested in doing for a career, working for a brand, working for an agency? What, what's your, what are your career goals, I guess? Yeah. So career goals, I could see myself doing media planning sort of to start out, but I think career goal at the end of my career, I really hope to do more of in-house marketing for a sort of production company or television station of that sort. So it would combine my loves, my original love of television and media, and also do like their marketing and their advertising. So that's my, the dream. And let's go back a little bit. Tell me about your experience at Q30, even though you, you're not interested in going into TV, what did you do for them and what do you feel like you got out of that? Sure. Yeah. So I was an associate producer my sophomore year for the Q30 newscast. So I was covering hard news. I did a package a week and different Vostats and whatever they needed. And then I moved up to marketing director, which is also where I discovered, helped me really solidify what I wanted to do of literally marketing for a television station. And then after that, I was the first 
ever planning an engagement coordinator. So it's kind of embodied my strengths from other roles of like sorority world and being an RA of sort of making the station one whole unit and planning events and doing things for the station to get them ready to book rooms and all the things. But I basically did all of it from creating content to marketing the content to enriching like the member experience from Q30. And I loved all of it. And it gave me a lot of hands-on experience, made me more well-rounded than I could have ever imagined. So a lot is owed to that for sure. That new position, was that something that you came up with or was that something that the other leaders at Q30 came up with? So it kind of branched out from the secretary position. We basically discovered that we have a role on our executive cabinet, basically for Q30 that was like, didn't really connect with a lot of the station. And we wanted to make sure that some items that we sort of was like a group cabinet task made it more of one person's task and then they can ask for help. So that incorporated like alumni reach out, which was a big part of my role. And then sort of just making not just three departments of Q30, but one station. So it was a collective sort of decision from the cabinet of 2018, 2019 that we changed this position. And then I ended up applying for it and getting it. So it was sort of like a group decision of like, we need help in these areas. So let's make a position that tackles those tasks. And then the rest is history. And it was a lot of fun and it was great. So you talked about being an RA. What was that like? That was uh, another great experience, a lot of also hard work and late hours. And so I became an RA my junior year. And so I was an RA my junior and most of the senior year that I could. And it was really great. I was on the York Hill campus and it was very interesting because I had residents ranging from ages of 18 years old to 26 years old. Um, Just from like where I was on York Hill, I had some grad students and I had undergrad. So it really tested all of my abilities to handle kids who were younger than me and as, as well as students who were well older than me. And it really helped diversify the people that I come in contact with. It's people I would never have gotten to talk with or get to know or work with. And that was a big takeaway that I had from Res Life. And then just all of the skills that came with implementing rules and you know holding people accountable while also planning fun events and being someone that other people can rely on to make their student experience better. So tell me about the internships that you've done. I know you did one with Sesame Street and you did one with a film festival too, right? Yeah, so summer going into my senior year, I had a really great marketing internship at Sesame Workshop, which is a nonprofit that produces Sesame Street and now some other shows um, that they partner up with Apple and then some other uh, work. And so that was a really great experience. And I was classic commuting to the city from my home in New Jersey and really got fully engulfed in that. And I loved every minute of it. And then to keep myself, you know, even more busy and on it for the spring semester, this semester I interned at the Greenwich International Film Festival based out of Greenwich, Connecticut. And that was really interesting because it is like a smaller group of people and but it's still they're putting on a film festival an international one of that and just to see how they sort of make it happen and now then also transition to a virtual film festival is also very interesting Um, but they're super local of you know getting sponsors and then getting talent and then fundraising and getting big names to come to it so that was also very interesting and a marketing position too How, how did you get these internships so the Sesame Street internship 
was a classic. I found it on LinkedIn and applied cold and I didn't expect to get it at all, but, and it was very competitive. There were 30 interns and they told us on the first day there was well over like 1700 applicants. So for me to get it, I was thrilled and like super excited about it. And then to get my Greenwich International Film Festival, I actually got on QUCC. I was just searching for something more local that I could commute to from Quinnipiac and saw it listed. And then I got a phone call and came in for an interview, so. Okay, just because I know that some people are gonna want to know, did you get to meet Elmo? <laughs> so I got to take pictures with a, a Elmo. It wasn't the actor Elmo. Unfortunately, they weren't in season of filming, so I couldn't go on, on the actual set. But I got to take pictures with some of the armatures. And um, so it looks like I met Elmo. And that's kind of the important part, I guess. But uh, it was so fun to walk into that office because there are toys everywhere, decorations everywhere. I got to watch a lot of Sesame Street and a lot of their content. So I basically have the love and passion for Sesame Street, probably more than an average preschooler at this point. But <laughs> I loved it so much. Did you watch Sesame Street growing up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And I remember we all did. I yeah. I remember like being a kid in my mother's minivan and like S was for snake on our cassette tape. And I would like pick up my feet because I was so scared that the snake was coming for me. And I just have obviously so many memories of Sesame Street. So it is also fun to see how many like relatives and family friends and stuff still like they're grown adults and they love Sesame Street. And it sparked so much joy in people because it was also the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street the summer that I worked there. So there were big things happening in that office and you know, a lot of celebration and you could see how far that brand and um, the characters really do reach. It was really cool. Yeah. Okay, I've got a hypothetical question for you. How are you gonna handle the situation? Your brother, your older brother is working for a TV station and he's a reporter, whatever. You are working for an agency and you're pitching a story to your brother. How do you handle that? Oh, I call him right up and I tell him <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> um, I'll dig up whatever I have to, but it's happening. He is great and I know he would do it for me. So I are, you, are you like going to threaten to like expose like childhood pictures of him on the internet or something? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I know I'm at our childhood home. Like, uh, there's so much material here that I can dig up. I know where all the dead bodies are buried for him, so I got it. <laughs> all right, Christina, we are out of time. I really want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. That was Chris Roush interviewing cum laude graduate Christina Vitas, who majored in advertising and integrated communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. Shows produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. Listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. And if you have a story you want to share with us or something you want to talk about or comments on episodes, you can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. The address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Jalen Caraballo, a senior double majoring in journalism and political science. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening. Thank you.